Hello, welcome to 251 2022 Christmas special. And in this podcast, we're going to be looking at some fairly recently released um, Christmas jazz albums. My name is Nick Tomlin. And my name's Simon Whiteside. And our first selection is the newest of the four albums we're going to talk about, although we will probably talk about a few others in uh, relation to those. And that is Snowbound, which is an EP more than an album, really, by uh, Emma Smith, who is a uh, London-based singer. And the band with her is Nick Costley-White, guitar, Ross Stanley, Hammond organ, Alex Garnett on saxophones, and Ed Richardson on drums. Uh, it's a five-track album, and um, I think it's on Wings or Records. If uh, I don't know who that is, maybe it's. I think own. it might be her label. Yeah, I think. But yeah, could well be. <clears throat> so let's um, let's quickly go through those. But one of the things that she's known for is is um, she, her other album that was released this year, earlier this year, is called Meshuggah Baby, and uh, it, she's featuring the Jewishness of uh, a her own Jewishness, but also songwriting, etc. And um, we had a quick check through all these, and they are all by mm. Jewish songwriters. I'm not too sure about Snowbound. I'm not sure who no, wrote them. But, um, but definitely the others. Yeah, they're definitely um, the others. So, you know, if, uh, if there's a guy in there, it's uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I would th- I, I'm sort of assuming from her slant on things, and I'm pretty sure I saw her uh, wrote some article about... Um, Jews writing Christmas songs, mm. Jewish songwriters writing mm. Christmas songs. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if that one was also uh, by, by a Jewish songwriter. So let's have a quick run through them and have a little discussion. Um, and uh, the first one is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which generally speaking, um, I try to avoid singing, <laughs> if at all possible, when I do Christmas songs at a Christmas gig. Yeah. However... This is one of those ones where it's like, oh, you can do it like that, and that's really good. I like that. So it's a sort of a groovy, soulful... Yeah, kind of New Orleans kind of funk thing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah sort of funky, funky thing, yeah. Mm. And uh, it's pinned down by Alex on the baritone sax, in mm. this case, with a very riffy um, uh, in- interjection. And it, it sort of reminded me a little bit of Modeski, Martin and Woods, that... Mm. Um, that organ yeah, they use the similar grooves, don't they? Those kind of organ kind of grooves. You know? Yeah, and it, and it, it's it, it, you're right. It's not a. I mean, it, I guess it's not the early organ play. It's not so much Jimmy Smith, which is more a walking bass type yeah. thing. Yeah, but, um, more yeah, sort of funky. Funky. Mm. Have you have you anything else to add on that one? Uh, no, I, th- I think it works really well as a as a sort of um, a way of doing that song because it tends to be done. Very often it's just a kind of straightforward swing tune. I don't think I've ever heard it done with that particular sort of New Orleans groove. So, And it is a bit of a, do we have to do that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it really brings that new, a new slant on that, on that song. So the second track is a ballad, Snowbound, the eponymous al- uh, album uh, track. Which uh, mirrors a Sarah Vaughan album, doesn't it, mm. in terms of its name and that track? Yeah, I think it was 1962 she released an album called Snowbound, and that was kind of the lead track. Um, but that was with a 
that was with like full arrangements with strings by Don Costa, um, quite a kind of lush sounding <coughs> uh, recording. Um, but it's interesting, like listening to to that version, and you can see that Emma Smith has she's obviously listened a lot to Sarah Vaughan, and in fact, on this particular track, she almost kind of copies or, or kind of well, definitely references the Sarah Vaughan version in the way she phrases it, and. Um, uh, yeah, she, it's almost like she's transcribed because obviously, obviously, Sarah Vaughan sings it very freely, doesn't she? I mean, mm. I, and she's kind of mirroring that, really, like you say in in her version of it. Mm. Well, I've written down here a sizzling ballad. Yeah, it's uh, a beautiful song actually, and I didn't know this song at all, but it's a really beautiful song. Um, yeah, very very nice song. Yeah, and uh, the other thing I've written down is shimmers, <laughs> and, shimmers and sizzles. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's got a, it has it's weirdly hot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's got a yeah. weirdly warm feeling yeah to that's it. true yes yeah uh, and i've got sul- sultry torch song approach so i guess those things are yeah all uh, cover that the same. yeah i'm basically tautologizing that's a <laughs> that's a word but yeah I, I mean i think it's it's a really nice interpretation of it and very uh, you can hear i was very impressed with i have been over I, I kind of discovered emma smith i guess this year sometime mm. and um I've always felt she's got that lineage of sort of Ella Fitzgerald and um, Sarah Vaughan. Yeah, it's interesting. I read an interview with her. I think it was from Jazzwise, and she she said that she's been listening to a lot of Sarah Vaughan, particularly recently, like over the sort of lockdown period. She was she was really checking out Sarah Vaughan, and and I think it really comes across on this album, obviously, particularly this track, but even more generally, you know, she's kind of she. I think she says she's just kind of exploring her voice more and the possibilities, the sort of expressive possibilities of her voice, um, which is very much, you know, what Sarah Vaughan, I mean, Sarah Vaughan, she has so many different kind of timbres, doesn't she? And mm. and uh, nuances in her in her voice. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and, and there's a lot, on, particularly on long notes, I think. Yeah, and the vibrato she uses. And, yeah, yeah, and holding back the vibrato. Yeah, sort of controlling, controlling the vibrato. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, um, it's very noticeable, but... I think you can tell that she's really she knows her history. You know, she's listened to yeah. Ella and Sarah Vaughan and Billie Holiday, and you know, listened to all these great singers. And the next selection is um, "I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm," which is an Irving Berlin song, and um, they they do that in a it's, it's a quite a burning swinger that one. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. And uh, it's got a sort of hits and stops thing in the A section. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. Really, it's a good arrangement. Yeah. I like Irving Berlin songs. Uh, he's got this way of going. Well, it, they're quite hard to. I find his songs are quite hard to reharmonize mm. because you think, oh, you could do something different there, and then it's like, no, actually, you can't because <laughs> he's picked out the note which is the flat five. Yeah, or, that's interesting. Or yeah. the flat nine. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. So he goes up a flat nine on the the first um, the, the sort of first end of the first phrase um, before it goes back towards the tonic mm. and um there's there is re- i mean it's pretty hard to put other yeah I see <laughs> chords on that yes, uh, yeah yeah even yeah. though it's the same chords for for two bars and you're thinking oh, okay so we've got four bars of two chords going twice it's like uh, maybe there's a way of exploring that but it does actually become quite difficult to, yeah yeah to replace them uh at least with my meager trend <laughs> with my meager uh reharm <laughs> capabilities but yeah, the uh, and then it sort of swings in the middle section, doesn't yeah, it? And, yeah. Um, 
But Irving Berlin was quite an interesting guy because he, he managed to outlive his own copyrights. He lived to, uh, I think, over 100. And uh, he, uh, in his 90s, he had to start buying back the songs <laughs> he wrote in his 20s for his Didn't know that. estate. Mm. In fact, I worked with one of his granddaughters uh, called Emily mm. at Waterstones one, uh, in London, Hampstead for, uh, branch. And she, I went round to her flat one time and she had... Uh, a song he wrote for her when she was born on, in a frame on the wall. And it, it's a classic sort of songwriter of that t- period saying, Emily, Emily, you're a rose with a very long stemily. Welcome to the Berlin family. <laughs> uh, with a tune there and a little drawing of a rose. Yeah, wow. Which, um, yeah, that's a nice, nice, very, yeah, amazing. Um, and actually, she had this, if you see photos of him, that you could, I could see the, the lineage, you know, the, the, family the look, yeah, mm. the sort of, particularly around the eye, mm. the eyes. He had quite pronounced eyes. Mm. Anyway, what are you doing New Year's? I'm well, not at asking the moment, you. Um, not a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking, though. Uh, so that's a, that's by Frank Lesser, mm-hmm. and I, I guess it's a medium swing track. Would you say? Yeah, um, kind of, oh, yeah, it's almost like a kind of walking ballad sometimes, as I call those, isn't it? Where it's mm. sort of a, it can go either way, really. <laughs> yeah, on the edge. Yeah, yeah. And that's one that's been sung by many of the, the great female singers, Billie Holiday, Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, Nancy Wilson, yeah. just to mention a few. Yeah, it's a great song, actually. It's a really good, irrespective of it, you know, whether it's a Christmas or holiday song, it's just a good standard, really, isn't it? Mm. I just, I, I love his writing. Mm. I mean, yeah. those guys and dolls tunes are yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. And a great solo by Alex uh, on this, a bit of a shout-out to Alex Garnett, um, who yeah. plays a, a really a tenor beautiful solo, tenor solo. Yeah, I almost, mean, that's his yeah. sort of chosen yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sax, is, isn't yes, it? Yeah, yeah. But he plays clarinet and all sorts of things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not on this album, he doesn't play clarinet, but um, we'll come to that in, in the next track. But yeah, it's, it's a real tour de force, and he has a, a good knock, as they say, on yeah. that one. And then we come to the final original tune, a blues, called Blues for Santa. And um, Seb, Seb Scottney wrote a review of the album in the Arts Desk, um, on the Arts Desk website, which is well worth checking out that review, but also just generally the Arts mm. Desk is a good resource. And he talks about links with people like Beth, Bessie Smith mm. and the uh, kind of blues shouters. Yeah, definitely going for that kind of, with the sort of slightly suggestive lyrics <laughs> as well. Yeah, the um, kind of, yeah, double entendre yeah, yeah, type yeah, yeah. things which were, well, Bessie Smith's lyrics are often just straight up, you know, sexy. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it's what it is, uh, in, in in the sense that it's a blues, and that's uh, you know what, we, what what happens on it is what you would expect to happen on it. Apart from the fact that you get a, a stack of garnets, yeah, multi sax sort of voiced overdubs, um, kind of horn. Lines, yeah, yeah, yes, and that's that's a really nice way to end the album, I think. Mm. That sort of richer sound. Yeah, and a nice Hammond solo by uh, Ross Stanley, who Alex normally introduces as half man, half invoice. I think because he's um, he's so in demand <laughs> that it's, so uh, and he plays a great. Is I mean he's a he's a sort of Hammond specialist really. I would say um, yeah. yeah he's he a great piano player as well. He's a great piano player. Yeah, he's yeah. good. But he I mean he, he, he does he, a lot of Hammond. Yeah, he plays a lot of Hammond and he's he's great at it. So uh, does he play in? I think he plays in Nigel Price's band, doesn't he? 
Uh, does he play Nigel Price's band on Hammond? He, he has done. Mm. I'm not sure if he, he still currently does. is, but yeah, yeah he, he's, he's done. I mean, a lot of those kind of Hammond organ trios, he's, he's at some point he's been in. <laughs> he's been in, yeah. Uh, and the album was recorded at the Fish Factory, which is a favour favourite of jazz players because of, it's a really nice high ceiling mm. room. Where where is the Fish Factory actually? It's yeah. in Neasden. Okay, right. Yeah, and it was recorded by. Rob Malarkey, who's a he's a bass player. Bass player, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's 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 nicely recorded, and in general, I think it's a well, very, you know, a, a great little yeah. It's EP, it's, a, it's a really good sort of fun album. Great playing, nice arrangements, great singing. You know, it's um, it really sort of ticks all the boxes. <laughs> For me, yeah, for a Christmas album, I think. Yeah, it's good. And did we mention? Have we mentioned Mushuga, her uh, uh, earlier album? Uh, I think you mentioned it briefly, but yeah. yeah. So that uh, we, if we talk about this for much longer, it'll be longer than the album itself. Yeah, so um, yeah. we'll, we'll uh, wrap it up there. Um, great album, check it out. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's a, a physical CD that you can buy from gigs. Although I'm not sure how many she's doing of that, but. They've already done the Pizza Express Live launch gig. Um, mm. Some videos of that with... Actually, it's got uh, Leo Richardson on, on sax on that gig. So mm-hmm. Alex, Alex was obviously half man, half invoice, uh, <laughs> being invoiced <laughs> to someone else. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, actually it just reminded me that uh, Darren Altman used to describe me as the best pianist in my price range, which I thought was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap up there, and after this short break, we will be back with our second album. So the second album we're going to have a look at is um, is also a, a very recent release. It was just released this year, um, called Louis Wishes You a Cool Yule. Um, so I say it's a new release. Obviously, uh, most of these tracks have been released before in one form or another, but apparently this is the, the sort of the marketing for this album is it's the first time that all of Louis's holiday recordings have been released on one album, uh, apart from all the other times, like you said. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but I think I think that what the, the reason they can make this claim is because there's also um, this new track which has been discovered of uh, Louis reading the Clement Clark Moore uh, classic poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Um, and they've kind of included that on the album, um, you know, which is, which is, I think that is a new release, isn't it? That's the first time that's been released as far as I, yeah. as far as I know. Um, and, and yeah, so a lot of these are quite familiar, the, these tracks. I mean, it includes, um, there were, I think five uh, sort of holiday singles he released uh, on on Decca in the 1950s um yeah. some some of them were recorded with the there was a band called the Commanders who I think were just a kind of studio band weren't they I, I couldn't yeah. really figure out who yeah. was in that band um I, no I could neither and um yeah I've got I've got something to say about the method of recording yeah it. okay go for it yeah but, yeah uh, let's talk about the tracks first mm. but uh, uh, it will come up in in at least uh, some of the tracks. Yeah, I mean, we can just go through. I mean, there aren't that many tracks. We no. can sort of go through them. Again, it's not a, a long album. No, no. Um, so yeah, it st- starts off with Cool Yule, which um, a song written by Steve Allen, who was probably better known as a kind of chat show host. He had a, a, a chat show, didn't he, in the 50s or 60s? Yeah, and, um, he did. I mean, but he was also, I mean, that, and, uh, he, 
like many chat shows, well, I mean, in fact, even Saturday Night Live has a jazz band, doesn't it? Yes. Although it's yeah. a bit more of a groovy jazz band yeah. than uh, those days. But he often, he did have a jazz show, didn't he, at one point? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we mentioned in it, we've done a podcast previously, haven't we, on um, Stars of Jazz. Yes, yeah. And Steve Allen was quite behind that album. Oh, that's right, that, yes. That, uh, yeah. I mean, behind that whole thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, the... That was released. Cool Yule was released with a B-side of um, Zat You Santa Claus, okay. isn't it? As yes, a, as yeah. a forty-five, yeah, a bit jukebox thing. So, but what, what's interesting to me about it is Louis. I don't know if Louis um, uh, overdubbed that because the he's very much close mic'd, yeah, and ve- with very little reverb. Whereas the band is obviously recorded in a. Yeah, large studio. Yeah, I'm not sure how how that would have been recorded, really. Um, and is it is it uh, cool? You'll I think it is cool. You where he kind of overshoots the end. Yeah. And um, sort of laughs and you know does his usual. Yeah. And it it, it actually sounds like a mis- to me it sounds like more of a mistake thing than a. I don't know. Well, he sort of says cool Yule and then laughs at the end, doesn't he? I, I don't know if it was kind of. Yeah, it's sort mm. of he, to me he's, he's carrying on. It's like, oh, they're going to go around one I more see. time and they Maybe. don't go around one I more see. time. It I feels see. a bit like that to me anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he kind of laughs about it, but they kept it in. <laughs> I don't know if that's on the original single version or not, because it, it's certainly editable. And yeah. they've chosen not to edit Well, it. I think very often they would keep, yeah, sometimes they would keep those little ad-libs, wouldn't they? Because they were part of, that was kind of part of his style, wasn't it, really, I guess. And then... Well, with this one, we're going to have to get a move on, aren't we? Yeah. Because it's, it's um, yeah, it's the... Uh, there's a lot to get through. Yeah, so so the so the, you have those tracks that you recorded with the Commanders. So that's um, Call You All and Is That You Santa Claus. Um, uh, and then there's the tracks that he recorded with the Gordon Jenkins Orchestra, which is with more kind of a bit more sort of smouncy kind of string Stringy. strings. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so Winter Wonderland, um, White Christmas, and he and he records those in a very kind of um, yeah quite a traditional sort of way, I guess really. Um, uh, I mean, good arrangements, but pretty sort of standard, I would say. Yeah. Um, arrangements. Um, I mean, for for me, more interesting is that there's uh, three tracks that he recorded with uh, Benny Carter Orchestra. Mm. So that's Christmas in New Orleans, Christmas Night in Harlem, and um, and Moments to Remember. And and I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, the, it's it's more it's a different sound, isn't it? The Benny Carter Orchestra yeah, is it's kind of. I guess it's a swing orchestra. Uh, it's a bit hipper, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and and you know, quite more interesting arrangements, and uh, not not quite as kind of commercial and kind of schmaltzy as maybe some of the some of the stuff. Um, and I've never actually heard those, or maybe I'd heard, I might have heard one of those tracks before, but I don't think I'd heard all of those Benny Carter tracks before. Yeah, I like the Christmas Christmas Night in Harlem, yeah, particularly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then we have um, Baby It's Cold Outside, with, which is a performance with the singer Velma Middleton. Um, and uh, yeah, th- I've heard a longer version of this. I think this is from a live recording, and there's a there's a bit yeah, there's the, a bit mucking around. They sort of muck around yeah, at the end yeah. and do kind of almost like a comedy routine at the end. Yeah. And um, uh, I mean, it's a fun, it's fun. I mean, he basically ignores the song completely, doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. he? <laughs> and just yeah. kind of improvises his own kind of uh, answering phrases. And and plus, I think they mess something up. Like I think she sings the wrong verse or something, and then it, I don't know. It's it's very yeah. kind of haphazard the whole the whole thing, but it's kind of entertaining. And um, you know, I mean, I think the thing with Louis is. You know, whatever he does, he's one of those 
musicians that just can't really do anything unmusical. You know right. what I mean? Every single thing he says or, you know, it's just, it's, you know, he can, I mean, there's the, the old phrase of, you know, he, could, he can sing the phone book and he really could and you would listen to it, you know. Um, yeah. it, so I, whatever I haven't got does. that recording though, so if you <laughs> come across it. Yeah. No, we'll have to look out for that one. <laughs> Louis, Louis sings the, uh, the phone book, yeah. But, um, but it's, it's good fun. It's a good fun track, you know. Um, yeah, and in fact... Uh, just relating it to the Jazz at the Lincoln Center Orchestra stuff we're going to talk about later. We, mm. we, there are two Christmas albums that they've, or holiday albums that they've done, but the second one actually has those two tracks, the the um, Commanders yeah. tracks on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Cool Yule and Zat You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it's um, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, he he, he can't. You can't do anything unmusical, no. really, and it's not—it's not one of those things where it's purely because of his reputation that you think that. No, I, no, I, I don't think anyway. No, for sure, no. He's—he's he's no. just—he's just an absolute natural, you know, gifted musician, and uh, and it, it just comes across in everything he does, really, you know. And uh, so, what about this extra track? Yeah, so this is a bit weird, really. So, at some point, well. Uh, they've got the actual date. So on February the 26th, 1971, he, he recorded himself reading this poem towards the night before Christmas. Um, uh, and nobody really quite knows why he he did this, um, whether he, you know, it was for some idea of doing a Christmas album at some point. Um, but he, it says in the liner notes that he really liked, he liked Christmas songs and he liked Christmas. And mm. anyway, for some, for some reason he recorded this. Um, so they found this um, and they've, they've sort of overdubbed, some piano by there's this um, New Orleans piano player called Sullivan Fortner, um, which actually works really well because it's quite subtle what he does. You know, he just kind of does this little. Uh, it's, he's not really. I mean, it's kind of accompanying, but it's more just kind of background, isn't it? Really, what yeah. he's doing. Um, and again, it's just. I mean, it's great hear, hearing him just read the poem. I mean, he. You know, he's he's got such a evocative voice, and and he's got this real kind of humour in his voice, and so it kind of works. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know what you thought of. That. Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to me because there's. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Dan Burley. Have I talked to you about Dan yeah, Burley before? Yeah. I think when we probably did our Jive Talk, um, yeah, podcast five minute one. But uh, he did translations into Jive of famous things, and one of them was the night before. Oh, Christmas, okay, yes, yeah, which, yeah. Uh, in his case, is the dark before Nick tide. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. I, I don't know that as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, mm. it's in his book. Um, Dan Burley's Jive could be online somewhere. I, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he ever recorded that, but he also did some sort of jazz Shakespeare. Mm. Um, and there was also that guy Lord Buckley. Was yes, this? yeah, he yeah, did yeah. Sort of, um, yeah. There's a good Jim Flora cover for one of his albums, which where he's doing the the, the speech from Franz Roman's Countrymen. Oh, wrote, uh, for some uh, Julius Caesar. From Julius yeah, Caesar, uh, and it's like hipsters, flipsters, and something. <laughs> uh, cop me your lobes or something. Knock me your lobes, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's quite interesting. And the other, the other thing I, it reminded me of, which is uh, they're, they're kind of comedy, slightly kind of beatnik comedy album thing, but there's mm. a guy called Will Jasbo Collins. I've heard, heard of him, yeah. 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 And he does, um, he has this sort of rambling piano in the background, which is just sort of bluesy. Yeah, and yeah. It, that reminded me a little bit of what they put together there. Although, of course, it's not funny uh, in this case. Yeah, I mean that that was a kind of thing around in the fifties. You had the kind of very often the sort of the beat poets sometimes would have accompaniment, wouldn't they? You yeah. know, they would read their poem and they would have a bit of 
kind of tinkling piano in the background. So bit, a bit of jazzaroony yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it is, it is, it is. I mean, he has got a nice, lovely voice, hasn't he? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like you say, could you know, could have been reading uh, Donald Trump's tax return. So that might be quite interesting. <laughs> but uh, well, there's a there's a concept. <laughs> Donald Trump's with maybe like really distorted heavy metal behind it. You know? I think I think that should be your next Christmas album. Yeah, I think uh, I'll do that next yeah, year. I think I think so. Uh, the Trump before Christmas. <laughs> But yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I mean, that really is the only new thing that's. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got, we've got the um, one with Ella Fitzgerald, haven't we? Oh yeah. So there's also yeah. I've got my love to keep me warm, which which is a duet, and another, and I could, probably could have done without another version of What a Wonderful World, but I suppose you know it's a popular. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a popular that's, track. That's the song he's known for yeah, really yeah. by most. Yeah, of I'm, the public. I'm not sure how it fits in with the Christmas theme that much, but um, anyway. You know. no, it, but again, you know, it's a it's a construction. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's good. I mean, it's good they're collected together. Yeah, as well. it is actually. Yes, it's good that they're all in one place. Yeah. And on my um, when I look at it on my uh, phone, it's got an animated cover. I don't know if you know. Oh right, no, I didn't I don't know, know that. It works on Spotify, but on Apple Music. Oh okay. When you um, I'll try to uh, open this without it. Yeah, I think you actually have to. I think you have to go to the album itself and it sort of oh, it moves the cover moves the cover moves oh, yeah okay um, let's see if i can go to album this is this is good radio so I'm yes i'm going to show album and uh, let's see if it moves uh yeah it, it does so yeah okay you'd have to imagine that yeah mm. so uh if you know get get onto if you've got apple music i don't know you have to check on spotify we'll let we'll, let us know i didn't notice anything moving on spotify but yeah maybe it's just a mm new apple thing they've got this new apple sing thing as well where you can sing along i don't know if this is one of them okay. where you uh, can totally remove the voice and uh, which might be why this clo- i mean who, who knows it could be that that's very good for it's a good album for that because he's very much <laughs> tighter on on the mic than everybody else <laughs> so he's either in a booth or he overdubbed it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly on the on the commander tracks, that is. Yeah, particularly. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed it. Yeah. Have you any further thoughts on this? No, no. I think that pretty much covers it, really. For <coughs> for cool Yule. Louis wishes you a cool Yule. Well, we're going to have a tiny break here, and then we'll be coming back to talk about another Christmas album that was released in 2019. <laughs> So our next selection is um, by Paul Edis, or possibly Edis. You say potato, I say banana. And his album is called On Christmas Day, which was in fact re- released in 2019. And, and we may well have mentioned it in our uh, sort of end of podcast roundup uh, of other, in other years. But uh, I think it's a great album of arrangements. He's a, obviously clearly um, very good arranger mm. uh, as well as a good pianist mm. and he actually does a bit of singing as well on this but uh, on one track but what I, I particularly like the arrangements they're, they're quite interestingly scored mm. so it's not uh, an album of it's not a standard quintet or something no like i mean that. it's an interesting uh lineup isn't it really you know, kind of yeah uh, i don't know if we should we talk about that or should we yeah now? Should i we think we should men- yeah um, we should maybe mention i think i have to turn a page here to get all the right people well, I've got a list here as well. I don't uh, know if mine matches yours. Yeah. So Paul, obviously, piano, primarily vocals uh, and arranging. Then 
featured vocalist Joe Harrop, who doesn't sing on every track. No. Um, Matt Anderson on the tenor and soprano sax. And then there's uh, Faye Thompson on alto sax and clarinet. Mm-hmm. And Megan, is it Robin, Robins? Robinson. Yeah, think, Robinson yeah. on flute and piccolo. And uh, then there's trumpet Graham Hardy and Jason Holcomb on trombone. Uh, then the addition of Emma Fisk on violin. Mm-hmm. Who, do you know her? I think no. she's quite making quite... Yeah, no, I, I don't, to be honest. I mean, it's probably my own ignorance, but I don't, I'm not really familiar with any of these other than... I know Paul and Joe, um, but yeah. I, I, I've heard Matt Anderson, but yeah. I'm not too familiar with the others, to be honest. Mm. So then we have uh, Francis Tulip on um, guitar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a man or a woman. Do you know if no, that's a man or a woman? No, that's, that's a name of... A very good binary name, if you wish to be non-binary. Uh, Andy Champion and Ross Morgan are bass and drums. Mm-hmm. On the, that's Paul's regular trio, I think. Okay. So, if you like, the other people are the additions to his regular tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's an interesting, you know, the flute and the clarinet, and sometimes it's quite classical, the sound. Yeah, yeah. And other times it's, it's very jazzy, which we'll get into. Now, this is a long album, whereas the Emma Smith album is an EP. This is uh, actually over an hour's worth of music. Mm. And most of the tracks do go five to six minutes, which is sometimes... Um, you know, an arranger's uh, when, when you arrange things, they tend to end up a bit longer often, mm. than, uh, unless you do a kind of endless procession of solos on mm. the blues when you've got seven people in the band kind of yeah. track. Uh, so, let's just uh, uh, what I think we'll do is rather than go through everything in detail, let's just talk about what's on there and um, bring out some tracks that we particularly yeah. liked. Yeah, so I'll go through the listing. So, it's uh, first track is Let It Snow. Second track is White Christmas as a ballad. Um, Driving Home for Christmas as an instrumental, which is an interesting one. Mm. Um, the Christmas Waltz, Silent Night, uh, Have Yourself a Very Merry Christmas, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, um, or, yeah, this uh, kind of rumba mm. type of thing. Uh, the Christmas Song, um, Santa Baby, and On Christmas Day, which is the name of the album and also an original by mm. Paul, which he sings. Uh, Walking Through the Air from The Snowman. Mm. I'll Be Home for Christmas as a ballad. And What Are You Doing Christmas Eve? Uh, New, New Year's, Year's Eve, sorry. Eve. Um, what Are You Doing Christmas Eve as well? <laughs> uh, and, and that, I think that's all of them, isn't it? Have yeah, missed any that's, what I, that's the list I've got, yeah. Uh, and they add up to really, really quite a tour de force of arranging. Uh, and also, he, he, what makes the album very listenable for me is he does mix up styles quite well. Mm. So the first "Let It Snow" is quite a New New Orleans yeah. sort of marching, you know, yeah. vibe. Um, White Christmas is a is a standard backing, uh, sort of a trio with a singer, but with a bit of added. B and C sections on, mm. on the tune with a bit of you know, a bit of soloing, so that's a fairly normal jazz approach. Driving home for Christmas is one of those songs which uh, a lot of people like or don't like. 
Um, but they do it as a sort of Latin thing. Don't yeah, they? like almost like a samba. Yeah, yeah, which and it's a sax-led. Yeah, instrumental, and, yeah. That, and it works really well. I think. Yeah, and yeah. It make, and it make, again, it does that same thing that we talked about with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from the Emma Smith. Kind of reinvents the song a bit. Yeah, it makes yeah. it bearable. Yeah, uh, for those who don't <laughs> like it, perhaps. Uh, the Christmas Wolves. Uh, I, I like the colours he gets in that. Yeah, it's very very nice arrangement. And he he also does these. He interjects with these sort of piano-y, um, almost like vamps, aren't they? The yeah. He, yeah. He, he sticks in loads of quotes, like Heart the Herald Angels. Deck, yeah, I mean, that, that's deck something deck. I noticed throughout the whole album. It's quite clever the way he's, he works in all these sometimes quotes from different Christmas songs into the intros, and it's kind of almost like spot the spot the Christmas song, you know, but it's, it's very well done, I think, the way he does that. And there's some improvised solos on violin in this one. Um, and there's also an, uh, an ensemble improvisation on the way out, which is quite nice. Mm. And it's a, it is a, it's a, um, oh, sorry, no, I'm thinking of that's Silent Night, isn't it? That's my, um, my mistake. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yes, so they follow on with Silent Night, which is also a 6-8, really, more than the 3-4. Yeah, yeah. And that's where he's quoting um, Deck the Halls. Um, and it's a... Uh, it's, an, it's interesting because there are quite a lot of Christmas songs are in six or th- triple feel, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, uh, And that's the one which has the, the nice extended... You think it's going to be a fade-out and then it, it, it falls yeah. you into stopping yeah. uh, quite, yeah. quite successfully. <laughs> yeah. Track six is just a very um, sensitive duo, isn't it? With, yeah, kind uh, of voice. Ha- Happy yeah. South and Merry Little Christmas with Joe Harrop and, and Paul on piano rocking around the christmas tree is probably ought to be rumbering and swinging around the christmas tree because <laughs> it's it's uh it's got that um sort of boom yeah sort of feel to it hasn't kind it? of interesting as well she uh, emma fisk does a kind of a pizzicato uh solo uh, followed by a kind of a, a an arco solo doesn't she yeah yeah, you, have, you don't hear many. Of no, those. you don't really hear many pizzicato violin solos. But. No, I mean they come up in those cello albums, don't they? Well, they, you know the bass album yeah, we talked about, yeah. uh, where they play cello. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Um, so you get a bit of that. But um, uh, then the Christmas song. I, I really liked the introduction on that. Yeah. Uh, very. I, I've got here classy arrangement, um, which is, you know, it's, it's a great. It's, it's probably my favourite mm. Christmas song. We. Our first Christmas special, we talked about um, some very well-trodden standards, jazz standards, that yeah. have become jazz standards, and that was one of them. Wasn't yeah. it? So if you uh, want to look back through our feed on Buzzsprout, you can find our previous Christmas uh, offerings. Uh, I was quite pleased with that one, where we took the tunes and had a, look, a bit of a look at them. Uh, so, Santa Baby, um, and, and I've got here, really ought to be called Santa Basie. Yeah, it's a kind of homage, I would say, to Count Basie. In fact, the intro is, I was trying to, I, I was going to kind of look it up, but is it from, uh, it's, it's from, a, he actually copies an intro, from, is it from the kid from Red Bank or, or one of those? Yeah, I think it could well be, couldn't Tom it? Mr. Basie, I think it is, but that, the intro that he does is basically sort of lifted from, <laughs> and the ending, obviously, he does a Basie ending as well. Yeah, so that, um, it's very much in, in the Basie yeah, style. Yeah, the Basie that, style, yeah. Which is, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Then we have On Christmas Day, which is Paul's own tune, I think, Either his wife or a member of his family wrote the words as well. Oh, right, okay. Um, I know. Hmm. Or another Edis stroke Edis. Um, 
and it's I, I can see this being used on a sort of Pixar or Disney film as a mm. as a Christmas moment song. It's, it's, it's got he's got a particularly he's got a very inter- interesting voice. Yeah, and it but it's also quite. Um, it's not cartoony is not the right word, but do, do you know what I mean? It's got a sort of uh, not a trained singer type nice. Yeah, it's quite natural sort of voice, natural yeah. niceness to it. Mm. Yeah, and and I, for me that often works very um, well on just those sort of intimate moments mm. in a film mm. when you get someone who sings in that way. Yeah, I mean like Chet Baker in a sense. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It was a singer who almost sang how he spoke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, walking in the air uh, that's almost like my favourite things yeah it's kind of uh, Coltrane I think it actually works really well I was wondering how they were going to do that because again that's one of those songs that you can definitely have enough of I think Um, yes but it really works well I think to never really thought of doing it with a kind of a so he does a kind of six eight Coltrane kind of reharmonize slightly reharmonize and it works Mm. it works really well I think in that that that's again it's an instrumental isn't it yeah yeah I'll be home for Christmas. Is is that's really just another ballad, isn't it? Just yeah, another sort of pretty straightforward jazz ballad. But does he do it as a waltz? I've written waltz, but um, um, it might be in three. I think it is in three. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's a ballad yeah. tempo. Yeah, yeah. And then what are you doing? Uh, New Year's Eve is the or what are you doing? New Year's, I think, is the extra title, isn't it? Is is that that ties together with our first choice? Um, and again, that that's. Uh, a medium ballad, I yeah. guess you'd call it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. An, an interesting end, actually. Um, quite, it's quite a bassy feel again. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, quite an interesting one to end an album with, really. Yeah. Um, have you got any further thoughts that you'd? No, it, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> like you say, I think it's the arranging is really interesting, and the way he uses the kind of the higher. You know the flute and the clarinet and the you know those those sort of higher frequencies in which sometimes you know kind of get neglected a little bit, don't they? In arranging, it's quite hard to. Well, to the big band doesn't really have no. A, I mean, obviously, the, the screaming trumpet is a high instrument. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It doesn't have any. I mean, unless you have like Nigel added people like flutes and things. Yeah. But um, it doesn't really have a, a treble voice. It's no. Like the alto no. sax and the trumpet are both alto instruments, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite an interesting one that yeah, but it really works and it and it's it's got a kind of um, it's kind of unusual in a way that you because I think probably with the violin as well, but just having the violin in the ensemble, you know, makes it just just makes it slightly different from yeah kind of what you're expecting. Well, I mean, that, and in a way that strangely, it's one of those things like when we talked about the tuba in jazz or the French horn in jazz, mm. um, the tuba in jazz has been there all the time, mm. but it's sort of changed function. Yeah, and. Many bands of the early jazz period had, like the Paul Whiteman Orchestra, um, were led by violinists. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, someone, I mean, it might have been Jamie O'Donnell who talked about this, but a lot, of, uh, a lot of saxophone players, particularly alto saxophone players, were violinists okay. who uh, the, their reign was coming to an end and they had okay. to learn a new instrument. That's and, interesting. Uh, and particularly in sort of theatre bands and things. Yeah, that's um, interesting. So... And just like tuba players who learned the double bass, you know, yeah, that sort of yeah. translation, or banjo players who became guitarists, and uh, I guess that's a slightly um, more obvious transition. Yeah, um, yeah, 
Yeah, but a lovely album, well worth... It's one that if you... It's well worth putting on on Christmas Day, as the name suggests. It's a, it's a good preparing the, the food type, listening while you're dressing the tree or whatever those sorts of... Mm. It's a good mixture of styles and, and feel and um, some really good solos. Mm. Uh, I, I find improvised violin has some limits for me as to how well it works mm. um, and I think in this case it works really well mm. but yeah you know I, I mean I like it in sort of pop club setting yeah but sometimes in a in a more beboppy setting it, it doesn't quite work but in this case it, it never has to do that no 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 so it's always a bit more of a straight feel almost isn't it yeah uh, straight yeah no i thought it worked feel. well i thought it really worked mm. and it's a, it's a, it's a, it shows the sensitivity of the arranging in a way that he didn't ask it to do anything to the, the violinist to do anything to um uh yeah that falls in the gap there i thought it was a good use of the violin anyway mm. okay well that's uh album number three and after the short break we will come in with our final album and then we will round up with a little bit of uh, general chat on Christmasness, jazziness and uh, the like So the fourth album we're going to look at is um, it's really two albums um, one was uh, released in 2015 the other was 2019 and it's the um, Lincoln Centre Or- Orchestra Big Band Holidays um, there are two albums, one and two, as I said, but mainly focus on just the first one called Big Band Holidays. And um, so the Lincoln Centre uh, is a is a big arts complex in New York. I've never actually been. Have you been to the Lincoln Centre? I've never been to no. New York. No, neither have I. Um, so, but it's it's basically a kind of arts complex. Winter Marsalis has basically run the jazz department, I think, for quite a few years now. Um, and uh, and there's a, a sort of a, an official band, Lincoln Centre big band um, made up of kind of top New York City jazz players. Um, people like Winton actually plays in the section, um, Marcus Printup, uh, Walter Blanding. Uh, on the first one, interestingly, Joe Temperley, who is actually a mm. Scottish baritone player, who I think died uh, obviously after this album was, uh, yeah. was released. I think around 2016, I think he died, something yeah. like that. But he was it's kind of a legendary figure, really, in, um, in New York, uh, you know, as a baritone player. Um, Elliot Mason trombone, so it's a kind of it's it's a stellar band, yeah. and then they also have some special guests: um, Cecile McLaurin Solvant, uh, Gregory Porter, Rene Marie, on the first one. Um, so it's yeah, it's pretty kind of high caliber band. Um, most of the arrangements are done by the by members of of the band, band, particularly Victor Goins, who I think is a saxophone player, Ernie Wilkins, Chris Crenshaw, I think is trombonist. So. Uh, yeah, they, they've done all the arrangements. Um, yeah, and it's so anyway, maybe we'll just go through very briefly, <coughs> talk about the different tracks on this first one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, fundamentally it's about the, the, the... Why don't you list the tracks? Just go through yeah, the list, okay. track listing. Yeah, so it starts with Jingle Bells, um, then Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, White Christmas, Is That You, Santa Claus, A Cradle in Bethlehem, uh, we Three Kings, What Child Is This, Merry Christmas Baby, It's Easy to Blame the Weather, 
um, I'll Be Home for Christmas and Good Morning Blues. Um, and it's a mixture of instrumental and, and vocal um, tracks. Um, yeah, I mean, Jingle Bells is a is a kind of big swinger, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind of bassy style again, isn't it, really? Drawing on the kind of, I, w- I would say, yeah. bassy style kind of... Um, well, are there- the, in the arrangement, they do quote "Move," the uh, oh, okay, the Jerry Mulligan, yeah, uh, arrangement of yeah. I mean, I find that in general on this album, again, it's sort of it it draw. You know, you, you can hear references to to loads of other yeah uh, albums and and um, and musical artists as well, which I think is deliberate. I mean, I think they're almost you know it's it's consciously done, isn't it? Really, they're sort of referencing these yeah, yeah. a bit like the. White Christmas kind of references the Charlie Parker version, doesn't it? A little yeah. bit with the arrangement. Um, uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That's kind of interesting. I mean, Cecile McLaurin Salvant, I mean, for me, uh, she's probably my one of my favourite kind of female jazz singers around at the moment. She's she's an incredible singer. Um, mm. And she, it's kind of interesting because I think when we talked about this song in, in I think, the first our first Christmas special, we talked about this alternative version, didn't we? Um, mm. Yeah. That, uh, it was dark. Yeah, and she actually yeah. sings the alternative version. I think it starts off, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. This may be our last. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next year we may all be living in the past. And it, yeah. so it's quite, it, it's very different kind of, and she sings this this version of the lyrics which is kind of interesting um, and this has got a, a, a lovely breathy ending hasn't it yeah the whole thing yeah uh, is that you Santa Claus is as we said uh, it was a, uh, originally Louis Armstrong um, uh, version um, Gregory Porter he, he sings A Cradle in Bethlehem and also Merry Christmas Baby which is kind of similar to there's a really good version of that by Lou Rawls you know the um, he's a kind of jazz stroke soul singer really yeah yeah he did a christmas album and um i think gregory porter for sure heard that um before he sang i've got here strip club blues a what for merry christmas baby what have you written strip club blues (laughs) Blues, it's got that sort of big spenderish kind of yeah definitely yeah yeah feel about it yeah oh do you did we mention white christmas because i that's one of my I really like that arrangement. Uh, I just said that it was references the kind of the Charlie Parker version. Um, yeah, because it's quite adventurous the arranging on it. I think. Yeah, that's Victor Goins. I yeah. think who he does quite a lot of the arrangements on this. Um, uh, they do We Three Kings. Yeah, that's kind of quite interesting. They almost do this kind of Middle Eastern. Sort yes, of it's brilliantly thing. weird. I've got. Yeah, I've got some quite kind of atonal things going on in that. Um, uh, yeah, because the I yeah. guess the Orient are. Yeah, I think uh, that's sort of I think that's the idea. Um, it's easy to blame the weather, which is a new song on me and um, yeah, by Sammy Khan. It's a really good song. Um, I, I, I may have heard it before. I think it was Billie Holiday did a kind of the fa- a famous version of it right. with Teddy Wilson Orchestra, but um, on, on her meteorological album, <laughs> Stormy Weather. Or yeah, I mean it's another one which is a bit of a you know a, a bit of a stretch, I guess, to be as a holiday song, but um, you know it does kind of work, I guess. Um, and then I'll be home for Christmas, um, and Good Morning Blues, which I think is kind of a reference to the Ella, because Ella does it on her album, doesn't she? The Swinging uh, Christmas. Wishes you were swinging, yeah. swinging Christmas. Yeah. And you know, um, I think that's obviously the the reference there. But it's, I mean, it's a it's a it's a fun album, and the, and the playing is is amazing. The good arrangements. Um, 
I really like, I particularly like Cecile McLaren Savant. I think she's mm. amazing. Um, Gregory Porter is good as well. So, And there is a second edition, which is more recent. Isn't yeah, it? there is, yes, which I think is 2019. I mean, they're basically, they're live concerts, so they were put on as, I think they do, I think they do it every year now. Yeah. Um, they put on yeah. this, this Christmas special, and they're all recordings taken from these live concerts, so they're yeah. live, live recordings. And they're very well-played live recordings. Yeah. So you kind yeah. of wouldn't, sometimes you don't even think it's a live recording. No, it's no. It's that well-played. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Which you'd expect from... Winter Marsalis, really, he's a he's a real craftsman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I, I enjoyed listening to this. Um, it's, it's a fun album. Well, um, we're gonna have a short break and then we'll come back with a, a little wrap up. So that's our Christmas special for 2022, and we're just gonna have a little wrap up now and think about what uh, what's happened this year musically and what's gonna happen a bit next year. So first of all, uh, thank you all who have listened to our podcast and keep listening to our podcast. We're very grateful for your uh, support. Um, we are, we've got a new website or, or, or sort of a, a, a website that's specifically for this podcast now, uh, which is on Podium, 251 on Podium. Uh, and we are looking to, we're going to upgrade that soon so we'll be able to have articles and comments and stuff like that so that that's uh, for next year uh if you're interested in listening to me play some christmas tunes and murder some some great songs uh i'll be playing tomorrow uh saturday sorry at uh, on the 17th of december at swift soho and to invoke the spirit of bob Sidor, book early to ensure disappointment and nick i think you've um uh, have you got any albums that you'd like to mention? Uh, well, I, I guess I could plug the Christmas album that I actually we recorded it last year. We sort of released it last year, but it was a little bit kind of late in a way. Um, we, it wasn't, you know, we didn't really get released until kind of getting towards Christmas. So we're, we're kind of pushing it a bit this year as well. Anyway, it's um, it's a duo album that I did with the great alto saxophonist Mark Alloway, um, who was in Itchy Fingers, and but he's he's a, a brilliant sort of under undersung uh sax player i would say and uh, i've been i've been recording stuff with him for a long while but um we recorded a, a, a christmas album it's called winter chimes um and it's a duo album and we do that's your tune isn't it winter, winter, chimes. winter chimes is the the one original yeah. uh which yeah which i which i wrote uh, and then other than that we do sort of um yeah we do some uh, christmas slightly oh, we do for example snowfall that's a that's a nice um, Claude yeah. thornhill tune yeah. so we we try and you know do some lesser known but we also do some classics as well so anyway that's that's available on spotify apple music all, all of the kind of streaming platforms it's called winter chimes and that's me nick tomlin and mark alloway if you want some more christmas songs if you haven't already had enough <laughs> christmas songs <laughs> yes i'm quite glad that my gig's on the 17th before people are totally bored of them. Yeah. yeah i think i'm sort of reaching peak christmas songs uh, yeah about now i think so albums that uh i'm I, just to possibly re-mention from previous things um we last year we talked about the piano man at christmas didn't we mm. and uh that's that's another one worth worth revisiting mm. um but there's a there's a george shearing christmas album which i really like which isn't that well known. No, no. Uh, I think the the playing on it's really good. It, it's really good that album. I mean, I've been listening. That that's been my kind of mainly because, as we might mention, I, I've I've been doing this George Shearing project, uh, and um, so I, I really I, I listened to that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's really 
great arrangements, really good arrangements. Um, I think it was released, it was one of his later albums, wasn't it? It was pr yeah. probably from the 90s, I think. Some, um, but um, yeah, he, he, you know, as ever, really. And it's with his quintet, so with vibes and guitar. And um, well, it's, um, I think it's a bit like Brubeck. He, he, he wasn't someone who was ever going to do a Christmas album until he did one. Yeah, sort of yeah, thing. sure, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, they're kind of, you can tell that they're, they're really good. I mean, he does a, an amazing re reharmonization of White Christmas. Mm, um, yeah, it's really good. Which is, which is really, you know, you can tell he, it's, it's, he hasn't just kind of <laughs> thrown it together. I mean, it's really well thought out. And, you know, I mean, it's, he's obviously put quite a lot of effort into the album. Yeah, I mean, so. I think one of the things, we'll talk about this, uh, just to let everyone know that we are going to do a short podcast on George Shearing uh, to tie in with your gigs i think the first one's sometime in january isn't it yeah yeah uh, i've got a list somewhere of, <laughs> of when the hell but it's yes mid-january well um, we can do that properly yes. in the in the george shearing um podcast yes. which will come out as an extra yeah uh, episode in january uh and i mean i i still i still really like the um uh ella wishes you a swinging christmas yeah that's a kind of perennial classic isn't it really that's mm. what i listen to yeah Every year, yeah. Oh, the other thing people might be interested in is if you, you know, on Apple Music, you have your own sort of identity, and if you follow me, I, I've got a carols for the uh, connoisseur type, um, slightly off, uh, interesting carols, carols I really like. So there's none of your normal Hark the Heralds. It's all new, uh, composed stuff. Mm. Um, carols for the cultured, I think I called mm. it, and it's. You know, like the commissions from King's College and things like that, which are uh, no jazz involved at all. Mm. But, um, yeah, some real uh, Benjamin Britten, some things like that. Um, anyway, that's a, an extra Christmas possibility. So I think that probably wraps up. Have we got anything else to say? I think that's about it. I think we've, yes. we've pretty much covered it. Well, thanks for listening, if you have been. And um, we will be... Continuing our two five one five minute podcasts uh, through next year, and uh, I can't remember what the next one is. Maybe candid, candid records, is it? Maybe is it the fifteenth? I think it may be candid. Yeah, it's the fifteenth today, so mm -hmm. it should have come out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, um, Merry Christmas. Yeah, and Merry Christmas from me, Nick Tomlin. Goodbye.